Everyone, it's Friday and we're about to start an episode and we're going to talk about your thinking today. And joining us is some special guests. So welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop and Ashley and Evan Grizzle. Come on, somebody. Still missing the whistle. Yeah. Ooh, boy, yes. We're ticking towards a theme change. We're, I'd say we're halfway there. Okay. We're halfway towards a All new right. theme. It's, uh, right. you know, there's just like a, a clock that goes off after a while. And it's like, okay, we have to change this. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not there, but we're getting there. So uh, anyways, uh, I was on YouTube right before we started recording here. And there's a couple things that stick out to me. So remember when we had uh, Bishop Wilson on? Wilson. Wilson. Oh, my goodness. I'm having a stroke. I should run for president of the United States. Anyway, um, he said, sorry, that just came out. Um, 341 days was the count, right, for Bishop Wilson? Yes. Wilson. Yeah. And Wilson. I got two words. Wilson. Elder okay, Bishop so Wilson. You, you, you opened it up. So uh, someone sent me a meme last night. Yeah. Most famous most famous presidential quote. Yeah. It's a picture of the current president, mm-hmm. and it has what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most famous presidential quote of all time. That's great. What? That's great. Yeah, what? That's what? Yeah. Um, All right. So go ahead on. with your Bishop Wilsonism. So yeah, we have we have a new we have a new comment uh, under the Apostolic Leadership mm-hmm. podcast, and mm-hmm. it says requesting Lee Stone King be a guest on Kingdom Speak. Oh come on! Now how many people would listen to that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Day one, right? Yeah, that was day one. So yeah. we're starting a Don't new give countdown. Up. So listen, anytime you see Elder Stone King, stop him and say, listen. You, you just you, you need you need a podcast in your life and yeah point in my direction yeah um, you know this happened with Cody Marks you know there's, there's, there people have been you were just with him again you I was with him and we were we were in the same meeting yep. and we, I walked by and this lady stopped me like when are you going to have Cody Marks on I said he's right there that's right go anyway I think he's just wimping out but that's just my opinion. <sighs> Yeah, that's right. I think he's missed. We have officially gone from trying to be polite and asking him. Now we are shaming him. We do. We try. We've tried it all. That, we have adopted spectrum. a new, yeah. a new approach. I, We're going to shame him. It's very clear that he's missed his calling, so he needs to come yeah, on the podcast. And, and then there's this yeah. other guy or person. I don't know if they're a guy. They said uh, on the Interman episode, which is an old episode. Uh, they say this. I would like, at a bare minimum, to see Tucker Carlson as a oh, guest. Tucker Carlson, <laughs> like the things you see on YouTube comments, man. It's yeah, like, that's wow. a great idea. Wow. Yeah. And then there's the whole Spotify mafia. They're defending themselves. I'm like, listen, I, you got to come up with something better. Spotify mafia. They're very vocal uh, and very small. Uh, oh. So, <laughs> anyways. Wow. Um, why don't we why don't we just say amen to the YouTube <laughs> commenters today? Because I think that would be appropriate. Can I get a amen? Amen! Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! So today is an interesting twist, is it not? Yes, it is. Interesting. You know, here we are. We've we've opened up this episode by our classic um mm-hmm. just taking people to task mm-hmm. in a very Christ-like loving mm-hmm. Definitely. way. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we have these 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 uh, coaches on here with us that are gonna help <laughs> us with how we're supposed to help people yeah. think properly. And we've just officially steamrolled like six people. Is that a sign? <laughs> Is that a sign we're do, off the rails? Do we need help? <laughs> Where do we start? Anger management. Yeah. Yeah. Anger management. All right. Boom. I like it. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. All right. After that, what do I do? After anger management, what's yeah. the next class? Yeah. Uh, You're going to be in that for a while. So. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. This is great. Uh, this this vibe is going to work. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> man. We um, we have been now that y- y'all don't know this, but we have we do have a list, and when we get suggestions, or we we've we've been working on just trying to stay ahead. Y'all are, are in the same line of work that we are um 
you've been on our list for quite some time to have as a guest. Now, that means nothing until you move on the list. That's right. You know, but we moved on the list and you accepted. So here we are. This is a monumental day for mm-hmm. Kingdom Speak. We have got uh, Pastor and Sister Grizzle on the podcast. That's right. Man, we're glad that you are here. We're still clapping. Man, thank you for having us. This yes. is this is yeah. Still clap. Pause. Pause for applause. Yeah, you may be seated. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. Please, honestly, people, please stop clapping. Please, it's, we have to get the show here. We, we want to hear what they have yeah. to say. It's making me feel awkward. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, honestly, this is an honor for us. We have uh, we've been fanning for a long time, watching and seeing all the content you guys are putting out, and the 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 conversations that are relevant but you're not afraid to tackle are incredible. And so this is a great honor for us. Oh, yes, we are, we are so excited. Yeah. And when you said we were on the list, I got kind of nervous. And then when I found out it was a good list and not the hit list, <laughs> oh, 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 then yeah. I'm really glad. I'm really heard glad. about that Kingdom Speak Mafia. We got to be careful. <laughs> yes. Woo. You weren't on the Spotify list or anything like that. You were, you were on the <laughs> or that, or that, that, yeah, that other podcast list. Mm. Oh, that other podcast. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Is there another podcast? Uh, no, we're just going to move right on from oh, okay. that. Yep. All right. You know, I think they actually have more followers on YouTube than <laughs> oh, Kingdom Speak. He's going for it. He's going Man. for it. Oh, I got it. Listen, I got they. Listen, I, I got to stand behind them. I can't do it. I just got to bring the truth. I'm speaking it in love, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's love. good. Are that's you good. coaching me right now? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I don't know if I'm coaching you or shaming you. Yeah, but we'll figure out by the we're end of this episode. We're going to school. Either way it goes. Yeah, we are going to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how it seems how they brought it up. Um, oh, actually, they, but before we move on from that though, okay. I do have one of your good. one of those mugs. I don't know if I've got. Oh, wow, that's here. really nice. Yeah, got, oh, someone shut mugs. his camera off. That's good. That's good wow. quality. These are amazing. Wow. After, after all of the raving, I decided to get one and they are wow, awesome. That looks really good. Oh, holy <laughs> wow. Reusable, yeah. biodegradable, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So they're awesome. White as snow, just like just like we will be. You know, oh, by yeah. the blood of the yeah. lamb. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of a, lot of uh, that goes deep, doesn't you know, it? Imagery it there. They, they hold liquid for up to four hours, and then it starts leaking <laughs> out the bottom. <laughs> well, it was a great cup until you put that liquid in it. I think. <laughs> yeah. That's well, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. So. Um, we are going to have a lot of fun today, but we all we are going to step into a topic. But before we, we get into it, um, we do need to just mention that th- the guests that we have do have a podcast, mm-hmm. um, and we do have a lot of fun with Biblos Network. But I don't think we, there's a bigger fan of Biblos Network than Kingdom sure. Speak. So, um, so brother and sister Grizzle both have a podcast on the Biblos Network. Um, they are in the in the arena of not just not just full time ministry and church ministry, but also helping with uh, business coaching, mental health coaching. Uh, two very very needed um, spheres of of professional input with apostolic uh, foundation. So we thank you for being Amen. dedicated to helping the kingdom of God in this area. So you can check them out, just in case we forget to do this later, thegrizzles.coach and evangrizzle.coach. That is grizzle, G-R-I, how how do you say it, Derek? Z. Z. Z Z-L-E, okay, G-R-I-Z-Z-L-E-S.coach, thegrizzles.coach. Now, the reason we say that is sometimes us Canadians get taken behind the woodshed for Z. Just is, wanting to be British. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's it. We can't outrun our, our roots, man. This is G R I Z Z L E S. Well, it's not a zebra; it's a zebra. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Touche. So, the other the other day, I was um, going through social media and I saw a post um, by you, Sister Grizzle, that really just arrested my attention. Reached out and said, "Man, we'd like to, we'd like to talk about this more because I think it's very pertinent to the kingdom, and I think it affects everybody from leadership to to laity alike." 
So yes. I just want to say, uh, and, and this this conversation is on catastrophic thinking. So before we open it up, I just want to say one thing, and then we can step into uh, hearing from you on it. I think that this is possibly going to be one of the worst podcasts we've ever had. All right. That's, well, that's a good way to kick <laughs> off. One of the worst. <laughs> you know what? I, just need, I feel it's like I need honor. to say that you need to adjust your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like... See, that is exactly what got my attention about the first screen that you put out there. It is people that have the ability to think the worst about every yes. situation. Oh, yeah. hmm. We need to hear more about this, so please take take us there. Yeah, um, it's true. Uh, once we start getting into the habit of thinking really negatively or thinking the worst about everything, really what's so interesting, and I'm not as uh, scientifically maybe up on it as maybe a doctor would be or some others, but you actually do create neural pathways in your brain and you, your brain constantly wants to go to that pattern or way of thinking mm -hmm. and in counseling and coaching i see it all of the time that people just it's it's almost like they get into a protective mode mm. and they say okay i'm going to think of the worst possible scenario yeah. this is where my brain is going so then i won't ever be disappointed by anything i won't oh, be surprised mm -hmm. i'm protected because i never I never set myself up for disappointment. Wow. So if I if I take if I take the time to come up with the worst case scenario, I can only be impressed. I can never be disappointed. So true. Right. And over time, it's not even conscious. Over time, it becomes subconscious. It becomes their nature. And this is where, when we discuss the spirit, the Holy Ghost, this is so important because it becomes their nature just to think the worst case scenario in every case. I'm sure all of you have met people that no matter what you say to them, no matter how you mm. try to reframe, they automatically go to, it's the worst, this is terrible, this is awful, and it's constant negativity. Wow. And, and you just stepped right out and said it's catastrophic. Oh, yes. Yes, it is catastrophic because... Like you, you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't play around and pet this type of thinking and get the victory over it, can you? You really do have to just kind of label it what it is. Really, and not only does counseling support that, um, psychological research support that, but scripture supports that as well. I mean, the mm, Bible yeah. says, cast down imaginations mm. that exalt themselves above God. And so really spiritual, psychologically, we really have to take a very aggressive approach to this type of thinking. Wow. Is this something that... that even subconsciously, you're, you're, you're ref you've referenced that a couple of times, that after a while it becomes almost the, the, the path of least resistance where you just by nature go down this. Is that, can that be even rooted in upbringing and, and yes. that, that, shapes, that shapes these mental presuppositions to, to, to life? Yes. So I'm glad you brought that up because how we define our past experience mm -hmm. has so much to do with how we view or even predict our future experience. Yeah. Yes. So as a child, what eyes you view something through, and, and part of that is your own experience, but then also your caregivers have much to say, much influence yes. of the narrative that you tell yourself about the experiences that you've had. Mm -hmm. And so my work with a lot of people is going into the past, diving into those earliest experiences that maybe shaped that mindset, shaped who they are, and we go back and 
reframe that. And we it's really a mm. learning process of retelling the story from a different perspective. Well, that's good. This this conversation is going to be fraught with rabbit trails, so I'm going to try my best to to stay on point. But but either of you, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing from either of you how how as a parent do I make sure at this point when I'm in this season of my life that I don't put the seeds of this negativity into my child? That's good. I'm going to shoot you. Do that. Girl, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that that's great because as a parent, we really have a um, it's a privilege and an honor to actually be able to be this for our children. Mm. What I like to say is perspective taking and really teaching our children. Children have all sorts of of scenarios um, uh, that maybe they'll they'll start in their earliest years of socialization. Um, you know, like she pushed me down or, or he took my toy or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And what I encourage parents to do and what we, we try to teach our, our children, which we're, we're in the middle of those years right now, <laughs> but what we teach our children is <laughs> well, our kids are six, four, and 18 months. So we're, we're there. Hallelujah. Praise that's the Lord. one word for it. Yeah, that's one word for it. <laughs> yes. So what we try to teach our children is when they encounter those scenarios is how might your how might your friend be feeling? Mm-hmm. Our middle daughter, she is she's very um, she feels all kinds of emotions and like like, you know, 15 (laughs) seconds Mm -hmm. and really giving her the language to express how she's feeling. Um, Again, this is kind of a, this is a rabbit trail, but anger is really an umbrella emotion. Um, People Mm -hmm. respond in anger often because that's the only way they know how to respond because they don't know how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So teaching them, what are you feeling? Are you frustrated? Are you, are you Mm -hmm. disappointed? Um, Are you feeling rejected, you know, all of those things, and then teaching them, how might your friend be feeling in this? How might, you know, this person be feeling and teaching them to take the view that, hey, there's not just one perspective on this. There's different perspectives. And I think, too, the the thing that we we tend not to do, even as adults, is we never challenge. When's the last time you challenged your own thought? Right. Oh, we, we never, mm-hmm. we never challenge our right. own thoughts. And so what, what happens is, and I grew up, you know, in a great home, but one of the things that my parents uh, didn't have was a vocabulary to talk about how they felt. So I lacked the same thing. And so I would exhibit anger, but really I can't find that, that true feeling underneath it. So there was a lot of teasing out that has to be done, but we can't, you cannot trust every thought that you have. You have to challenge some of those thoughts. That's so huge right there, bro. That is. Yeah. You have to train your kids to do it. Yeah. And that's the thing is we have to help our kids in that. Uh, So my my daughter, as my wife talked about, giving her a vocabulary to talk about her feelings. But then we need to talk about whether those feelings are are rooted in reality. Right. That's the Mm. big thing, because uh, the Old Testament says, as a man thinketh in his heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't think with your heart. You think with your head. But the problem is, is, is those emotions tend to cause us to think a certain way. Yes. And when we can't challenge those things, we behave on emotion. And, and I've been working through this, through this pathway. I'm trying to get it out. I'm trying to work on it. It's taken a couple of years, but, but the, the most recent addition I've, I've put to this uh, spiritual productivity pathway is that thoughts become actions, actions become behaviors, behaviors become habits and habits becomes your nature. But it all starts with what we think. If we cannot take into captivity, those thoughts mm-hmm. and really go through and look, is this rooted in reality? Or because we shouldn't have to apologize for how we feel, but it doesn't mean how we feel is right. But we often have to apologize for how we act based on how we feel. Right. So somewhere yeah. between between the start of this process of the thought yeah. and the behavior, we yeah. have to intercept it. We have to. We have to. And that, that's the Christ-like thing to do is we, we take every thought into captivity. Yes. 
And we, and, we have and a I really think hard part time. of that scripture, if I could just insert this here, that is that is Please. not often factored in, is even the thoughts that exalt themselves. Yes. That's it. You know, That's so exactly you've got right. this whole other region of of the thought world, if you will, mm-hmm. that that I, I don't know how else to say it than maybe even is just almost exclusively spiritually motivated. It exalts itself. Yes. Let's see, that's the thing in the garden. When they partook of the tree, it was the tree of knowledge. Mm. That's the part that we try to, we, we, we can't escape that part of sin that we were, our eyes were exposure. open to a place. Exposure. Exposure. Exactly. And you, you yeah. can't unsee it once you see it. You can't unknow it once you know it. That's it. But yes. you can fight against the thought. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not turn it into an action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm convinced that, and maybe I'm oversimplifying, but I'm convinced that if we really took the time to think about maybe some of the conflicts that we've encountered in our life, uh, mm-hmm. conflicts that um, maybe even ministers and, and churches have had, if we would take the time to try and experience that mm-hmm. from their point of view, you may not still agree with them, but our response would be much different mm-hmm. because we would say like this is a process here when well, knowing maybe the little bit that i know about this person or about this situation they may have responded this way mm. or they may be feeling this way because x y or z we see what what you've just said is 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 significant to me it's it's not that i'm agreeing necessarily right. but i'm understanding you're empathizing yes. yes that and me and my wife talked about this the other, just the other day one of the reason that exposure to other ideas and concepts and 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 like these podcasts with biblos and kingdom speak and others if you expose yourself to those those bits and pieces of knowledge mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're creating the basis of empathy because you're looking at another you're looking at another perspective it's another lens with, through which you can view a situation. Wow. And so when, when we, and you said it before, and I've quoted this so many times, and I, I always give you credit. Um, oh. You talked about how if a, if a person isolates themselves, they will become, they'll idolize their own ideas. Yes. Yes. And we do the same thing when it comes to interactions. Mm-hmm. If we withdraw ourselves, if we if we take ourselves and mm-hmm. put ourselves mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. we start to idolize the way we think, and so oh, we man. there's yeah. no room to empathize. That's right. You know, on a, on a very simplistic level, I was talking to someone just just over the last week. The idea of a newspaper. Okay, so when I picked it up. I knew I was going to read things I didn't agree with. I knew I was going to be confronted by things, maybe even That's by reporters it. I didn't agree with, whatever. Now we're living in a day where I don't get a newspaper anymore. And my yeah. news feed, I can tailor it just by thumbs up and yes. thumbs down. No, I don't like that. Echo and chamber. It, it, That's it. 100%. Eating only the foods that you like. That's there it is. It. So it just continues to strengthen the oddity of my view. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, and I, I lose the ability to be challenged by, as you're saying, these tidbits of, of other truths that, that challenge me. I would argue that cancel culture was in the church before it was ever in the world. Oh, wow. Well. Think about that. I'll drop a, I'll drop a thought bomb on you. <laughs> wow. And, and the only reason I say that is because the second we disagree with ideology or theology, <laughs> How often do you send that person we a text split. or a phone call? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. And and I know that here's the part that, you know, here goes your 100% success rate. Get ready to edit that out, right? <laughs> but that's... that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, okay, but but look at, look at Paul, Mark, Barnabas. I mean, the cancel culture was there like, no, don't bring him. 
No, I'll leave him. Let's, <laughs> let's leave him. Let's, yes. let's just, you know, nah. He's important enough to put in the letter, but... But eventually, Paul <laughs> Paul obviously practiced what he preached at the end and said, no, but he's still beneficial for ministry. Somewhere yeah. he had to deal and with it. That's it. What was it? The, the preacher, the a pastor we were with last night, he shared a story about how he believes, he taught a, a lesson, and it was so good, how Barnabas, he believes Barnabas is the most important figure in the New Testament. Because without him, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have two of the gospels, and we wouldn't have most of Paul's epistles. Wow. We would lose around fourteen to sixteen books in the New Testament hmm. without the guy. Very good. Very so. Good. Yes, I don't know how in the world we ended up here, but <laughs> just I told you this has got rabbit trails. I love rabbit trails. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, do, do you have anything before we move on, Sister Grizzle, that you wanted to add right here? Oh, no. No, okay. not right there. I think I'm good. Okay. So one of the things you referenced that I would like to hear you talk more about in the post was self-fulfilling prophecy. Can yeah. you can you talk yes. to us about that? So this negative, it creates this loop where yes. you, you begin fulfilling that yes. which I have feared the worst has come upon me. <laughs> That's yes. It. It. Yes, and and it's so true because we our thoughts are shaped by this negativity. So all of our actions, decisions and reactions are shaped by this. Mm -hmm. So if you have a negative mindset and something happens to you, our tendency is to overreact because we will um overly assign negativity to in response to other people and so then it's a compound effect you you think negatively you overcompensate you respond negatively mm -hmm. and then their their reaction uh is potentially negative as mm -hmm. well and you see that self-fulfilling prophecy oh it's all bad it's terrible or even i'll i'll never have um what financial freedom i'll always be poor and so you live out that constant feed of information and you most likely always will struggle because that's that's your underlying belief and that belief structure has to do with every single part of your life what you believe you act on you live out because yes. some people say some people will say to me in counseling sessions they'll say well this is what i believe and i and then they'll kind of go on and describe some scenarios in their life and i'm like hmm well this is what you're saying that you believe but this is what I'm seeing in your actions. and The two are not coherent. So oh, what's good. going on between right. what you say your belief structure is and the actions? Mm. And that's a, that's a point for them to stop and say, okay, so is that what I really believe then? Because that's what I'm, I'm not acting that out. I'm actually consistently acting out. Oh, that's good. This belief. Yes. Yes. So to, to how, how do we overcome that chasm of, of yeah. you know, between what I'm confessing that I'm believing and what my behavior is showing that I believe? So it really starts with exploring what it is that you really do believe. Mm. Now, your belief structures can change. Okay, but you look at those underlying belief structures. What am I acting on? And then if you're saying, well, I don't like those beliefs. I don't want to act those out. So then you plot out what is it that you do believe? And I, I believe that, that scripture plays an important role in that. What do I believe? And then in areas of your life, um, often what I will do with clients is, okay, what actions let's write some down what mm -hmm. actions can you take that are going to correspond with that belief system and let's build up those habits over time that you are your actions reflect what is most valuable to you what is most important oh, to good. you they show your belief system in everything that you do your actions your speech you know all of your decision 
are a compilation of your beliefs and values. Wow. That is, that's mm. some legit stuff right there. Wow. Incredible. Hey guys, uh, before we move on, I need to jump in because uh, we need our audience to think about what it would be like to attend a virtual leadership session uh-huh. with Pastor Nathaniel Urshan. Oh, I re- think who that's. Is it? I don't know if I know the guy. I don't know if you guys mm. have heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, if I may, if I may interject mm. here, that's one thing that I value about Kingdom Speak is we really look for young ministers. Yeah, yeah. That are trying to get the one up, <laughs> and we, yeah, it's we, it's like the platform. Yeah, we yeah. we well, we invest in them. We'll do try to give them the exposure that they are needing. Yeah, to, uh-huh. you know, and, and hopefully their wings catch the wind. And... <laughs> All right, go ahead. Really though, really though. So our friends at uh, preservingthechristianfamily.com have asked us to help spread the word. Um, so Dean and Karen Anderson have been hosting um, this nonprofit group called the Preserving the Christian Family, and they do these online sessions. Uh, they get a series right now, which is called Apostolic Life and Leadership. And on the 29th of February, there will be uh, an elder by the name of Nathaniel Urshan. He has gone from a young upstart to an elder. <laughs> How about clear. that, Brother Urshan? Yeah. Like, Wow. And uh, he's talking about apostolic ministry. And uh, that would be awesome. They wanted us to share with our audience. So, producer Randall, um, how would we go about (laughs) signing up if we wanted to? Man, I feel like if we wanted to. I feel like we've done this before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can just head over to www.preservingthechristianfamily.com slash services. That's right. You'll find everything. Sign up online. Yeah. You can watch this live, right? Online. Uh, oh, wow. But then you can go back okay. and watch sessions that have been recorded. So in the is past. this like a Zoom type of thing where you can yep. interact a bit? Yeah. That's awesome. They, yep. And got, if you miss it, jump back on. There's guys, uh, I don't know if you've I, heard of these names, Bishop Joel Holmes, uh, Caleb Adams, oh. Luke St. Clair. Uh, well, look, this is like the trio of upstarts. And then he drops this. Apparently <laughs> there's a guy named Daniel McKillop that's going to be coming Ooh, on later. I bro. don't know if we'll be asked I'll, to promote that session. Bottom <laughs> of the barrel. <laughs> Lord. Now we can Man, do. We, we can do. love Elder McKillop. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we ever love. We could do like that's a gone great. fishing episode and talk about it while he's gone. While he's not. All here. right, guys, ah, and that's a wrap. Good. That's that's it for. <laughs> Anyways, I had to interject. Aren't they also doing? Yes, there's one more piece. There's there. one more piece there, bruh. Mention yes. So uh, starting in March, the emotionally health, healthy apostolic woman series uh, kicking off in March. So how about that? Can you tell us what that class is called? Uh, Avoiding the Pitfalls of Bomb. Bomb, okay. <laughs> okay. That's all. I think I just, it's a spelling error. I just, I would say balmy, but... <laughs> blame, guys. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's... Avoiding <laughs> the Pitfalls of Bomb. I think it's balmy. Like, what is this? <laughs> no, no, it's... Yeah, when you, have, when you have coaches and counselors going... Yeah. What did he just say? What, what is that? What is happening? I'm just glad there were no Z's in any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Go check them out. Anyways, Go check preserving them out. the Christian that family. That is awesome. Great apostolic people uh, doing good work, so go check them out. Love it. Love it, love it. This has been so good, guys. What, what, what I'd like to hear you talk a bit more about is, so, you know, if you have someone, and, and, and I'm sure respectfully, that we all would have even people that come to our mind that we've tried to help, we've been around them, and they just have this negative track. How do you reach out to an individual like that, or that's even listening right now, and and go, you can overcome this? I mean, their their first response is going to be, nah, I've already tried and it didn't work. So overcome what? Yeah. <laughs> well, then there's that. What are you talking too? about? I don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that before. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, I would go as far as, as to say as that I think that part of really truly being discipled in Christ 
shows that your thoughts are surrendered to him and not that we don't struggle with thoughts some because of our nature but that when we are part of the body of christ when we are filled with his spirit that our nature starts becoming more like him and so that pattern that habitual negativity i would say that that's something that would be improving in the life of a discipled person because you are you are part of the family of god and so you look at your past and the toxic patterns and dysfunctional family um you know experiences and you learn what it means to be part of god's family now because he has adopted us and so if i was my husband might have a different style of doing this um so if i were to approach (laughs) <laughs> yeah. If I were to approach someone in person um, about it, say it was someone in, in our church or or someone that I'm I'm connected with, um, I would say probably something like, you know, I I just wonder a little bit. I I feel like you are maybe underestimating what what God is wanting to do and is doing in your mm-hmm. life. Because a lot of the things that I hear from you are are kind of downplaying that. Would you care if, if I shared what I what That's I'm good. seeing God do in your life? Um, because I think sometimes they because they don't have the mindset there because mm-hmm. it is so negative. When you start saying, "Well, this is what I've seen God do in your life," and these are all I mentioned this in the post these are all of the possibilities of what god could do in your life (laughs) then the person i've seen this happen multiple times the person starts getting really excited Mm. because i'm saying you know hey this is what could happen this is what your this is what i see that your gifts are and wow this is a big open world for what you know, God wants to do, aren't you excited about that? Like we need to stay connected so we can keep talking about this Mm -hmm. and getting them on that path of, you know, hey, thinking about this and maybe igniting something that maybe they've never even been confronted on or had an opportunity to reflect that they're actually being that way, that they are being negative. So I feel like that can maybe turn the tide. That is so good. Um, I want to hear from you, Brother Grizzle, on how you would approach that, too. I'd just like to chime in with this before you you respond yeah. to it. Have you, have you seen this being part of, of what complicates it? As spirit-filled believers, we obviously believe and have experienced uh, to one degree or another that spiritual nudging, that, that kind of, you know, man, I feel feel this. I, 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 I feel like something's not right. And, and you know, I believe in that. First of all, I want, I want to be clear on that. I, I, I believe that, sure. that the Spirit of God can forewarn a foretime of events of to come. So I 100% believe that. But if you have a negative mindset, sometimes that leaves... Do you, do you, have you experienced that? That it leaves a door open for people to, to just, well, you know, I just feel... Well, they got no facts to back anything. No, it's just, I feel. Yeah, go ahead. That's it, sister. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost right yeah. now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the truth. I have seen this so much, and it has been, a lot of it has been the nature of uh, just people that I've encountered that I have. The joy of living for God has absolutely just been taken out of their life because they really have been in a very fear-based culture of good. God is just the big eye in the sky and he is just ready yes. to stomp right. you down mm-hmm. like a bug. Going down. That's and right. so yeah. 
Yeah. So then they're in this negative mindset and everything, all of their reactions, all of their decisions are made out of fear and they are really missing out on what I believe is a true and loving relationship with God, our Father, because they are just so fearful. Mm. And it's like, this yeah. is a construct of man. This is not a construct of God. When God corrects us, um, it is not for our destruction. It is for our good. Mm -hmm. mm. And it, oh, when he corrects us, He's setting the limits. He's setting the boundaries so that really we even have more possibilities. He's he's doing that just like we do as parents for our children so that they learn to conduct themselves in the world. We don't do that to destroy them. We don't yeah. do that so they're afraid of us. We do that out of love so that they can have every possibility that God has for them. Wow, that is so good. Absolutely. So... From your perspective, bro, uh, how, how do you approach that? I want to tag in to what she just said, too. Then I'll tell yeah. you. My, my approach is very direct, so i got to be careful sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know, but one of the things I've found, too, if pastors, if, if we're not careful, uh, you guys talked about it, and it absolutely rocked my world, Ezekiel 13, and how um, he says, prophesy to the prophets and say to them, Mm. And he, you prophesied from your heart, you followed after your own spirit, and you've mm. seen vanity and lying divination. Mm. And you, you said on that podcast that they'll prophesy things that they think people want or mm. they want to give to people that may not be yes. from God. Yes. But the adverse is true. Sometimes they'll prophesy out of their fear. Oh. That's where we have to be really, oh. really careful. Because wow, then really the good, good things of God become the judgment of God. Ouch. And that is where we can really mess up. And I've yes. seen this. And, and you know, as a pastor, I, I tend to be pretty optimistic, pretty op optimistic most of the time. You might catch me on a, on a down day every once in a while, but my average is optimism. And I think things are good. And I look at the law of average. And sometimes we will just allow fear of one thing mm. to cause us to steer a ship full of people. Oh, so good. That's yes. where we, we have to be really, really careful that we yes. let the Holy Ghost yes. work on us and our yes. nature, that we speak what God wants us to speak, not what our fear is telling us to say. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, you're speaking it, man. That's so good. But then back to my approach, I digress, another rabbit hole. Um, my approach is a little bit different. I think that a lot of times people need, they need a way to move forward. I love, I don't want to go into a meeting and come out not knowing what's next. I need what, what is next. Mm. And sometimes people need small wins to see that what they, what they hope for, they can do. Because I think there's a, yeah. there's a big gap between hoping and believing. We hope for big things, mm -hmm. but we may believe for small things. And for me, I believe oh, we need, I believe, there we go, I believe, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> that we need to, it's kind of like smart goals in leadership. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, we need to be specific, measurable. Mm -hmm. um, yep. We need everything to have a time, all that stuff, yep. right? We need to set out in our journey with God, not being so hard on ourselves if we fall and not being so fear-based, but just marching along toward really good things that can snowball into much bigger things. Mm -hmm. And that, that a lot of times what I've seen, that will be a catalyst to believe for bigger things because they start seeing positive improvement. It'll start small, but it'll grow. So that, that's usually my approach. We ask the question, what do we want later? What do we need to do right now to get later? So, Oh, that's good. Man, I love it. I, I, I know that we're... Um, we, we told you we'd give you a series, didn't, didn't we say that we yeah, could do a series? Sure. Have you guys thought about fun. coming on Kingdom Speak and doing a series? Have you guys we're, ever thought of podcasting? We're in like Flint. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. We get back from this trip, we're going to have to think about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So I, I'm 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 gonna come back to let me see here. It was on 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 your post. I'm just going through it again. Um, where is it? it okay. You said something about, here it is, at the heart of catastrophic thinking lies a deep-seated desire to control. Yes. So are you yes. saying that, like, they're control freaks? Is that is that what you're kind of <laughs> saying? Is that? <laughs> yeah, I would say that most of us are more controlling than we think we are. Yeah. Yes. Mm. We 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 want to know mm. we want to know there's just it is part of our our human nature to mm-hmm. even push push against the limits and because we want yeah. to know we want to find out and well back to your husband's point this could come this could come from that fallen nature that is rooted in consuming the truth, the, the fruit of the tree of knowledge. I mean, that knowledge. we've yes. got to know. And sometimes yeah. the only way to know is to control, right? Because if we control, we control the outcome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. Ooh. That's that's what we think anyway. Yeah. And and part of that is is uh, there's is, there really is a differentiation here because. There are things that are our responsibility that God has made us stewards of, and that is our our responsibility. Um, because I see people that just, um, you know, they want to be absolved of all responsibility. And so sure. uh, what I call in counseling is a spiritual bypassing. Um, they will just <laughs> not do, I will say, well, let's, you know, what do you think about setting a boundary here or having a conversation like, well, just going to put it in the hands of God. And they, <laughs> they blame God for, wow, for their inaction. A... Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's, gonna you know, there's, God. Mm-hmm. yes. It. And, and what it is, is they are afraid to, to step out. Um, Relinquishing so they just that control. Yes, it's their uh, fear it that is a lot is, like faith, don't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does absolutely. <laughs> but then there is uh, what I would say: people that go uh, the opposite direction and they try to control every single detail. Mm-hmm. Anyone that gets close in their life, the whole relationship is really built on control, and you will see that um, with some hot button words that we hear today, like like narcissism, you will see people that high, have high levels of, of narcissistic characteristics. Mm-hmm. They really want to control every outcome, every person. Um, and so really differentiating what is our part? What is my responsibility? And then where is my faith? Where do I relinquish that control? Where do I view myself as who I am, knowing that I really am weak and there are things I can't do in my own power? And I do have to put that in the hands of God. That's it. That's not small stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's big stuff. And so that really is an area that even just pastoring or leading people or or counseling or coaching people you really have to discern and have an understanding of where they are because then i will say well you know do you think that that's a, a valid fear or is that is that yeah. your control wanting to take over? And more times they'll say, well, that's more often than not, they'll say, well, that's, you know, that's my, that's my control. And my challenge to, to myself <laughs> and to others is, you know, what if I let that go and realize that letting go of this control opens yeah. me up to 
just God's absolute best. Because mm. sometimes I get in my own way mm. and me trying to control all of these dynamics, like I'm really just jumping in where I'm not needed yeah. because God has that under control and me trying to control people's responses or outcomes or yeah. dynamics. Right. That's me jumping in and trying to take God's job. And I'm not and, the Christ. And that oh, that's what I was getting ready to say. You took mm, it out of my mouth. Sorry. No, that's it though. Like we look at, you know, a lot of surgeons. I worked in the medical field for about almost 10 years. A lot of surgeons have what they call the Messiah or the God complex. Yes. And a lot of fear-based pastors look like they have that same mm. complex, but mm -hmm. it's just fear coming out in control. And there was a friend of mine who said these words, um, and I'll never forget them, is you're not the Christ. Uh, I'm not the Christ. Messianic I, complex. I, I don't want yep. to be the reason anybody leaves, but I am not the reason anybody's going to heaven. One hundred percent. Boom. Listen to that. One hundred percent. Wow. One hundred percent. That's too heavy. Mm -mm. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Well, and I think it's it can be it can be challenging, but then like there's been very liberating periods, yeah, of my life mm -hmm. where I'm like, thank God this is not all yeah. depending on me. If mm. I leave and, and take a vacation or or you know, we're not at the church for some reason. When are we or, taking vacation? I don't know. Let's uh, plan one. Or we public you know public announcement. Yes. The girls yes. are going on vacation. <laughs> but if I, you know, all of this, people's relationship with God is not contingent no. upon me. I do oh. what God has called me to do, but ultimately the choice is in their hands. That's it. That's it. You know, th th this, this, is, this is so critical for pastors to get a hold of what you're saying right there. And and you know what if we if we distill it down, parents. You know, I mean all, yes. ultimately when a when a child walks away from God or it, you've got to relinquish that. So good. Yes. Right? I I tell people and I tell myself, you know who loves my children more than I mm. do? Oh. God does. That's it. And he gifted my children he gifted us our children and he knew what shortcomings i would have he knew right. Right. he knew and he gave me my children and i do my part for my kids yeah. i'm doing my part but then i put them in the hands of a god who loves ah, them so much more than i it. do that's it. you know and i think i think the danger in leadership and in, in ministry is that at times we feel pressured to love them more than even God does. Yes. God so will good. let people go. He really will. <sighs> That's the thing we have such a hard time with. And, and you know, I'm a, I'm a young pastor. That's good. And I, uh, I, I don't know everything, praise God, and I'm glad I don't. Mm. But whenever I see the prodigal, dad was not at the pig pen. Oh yeah, he was waiting. yeah yeah. But he was he was there by himself, yeah. and he came to him. He didn't say he came to dad. He came to himself. Yes. Then he went back. Yes. And we have to be okay allowing God to steer that ship, and us not be in control of it. Because in the end, as my wife said, God is the one that does the saving. No man can come to Him except they first be drawn. Right. And we right. just, we want to control it. And the fact is we can't. So I guess, does this really uh, pointing to a landing strip because of time, not because of lack of content, <laughs> we, we could continue this conversation uh, for an indefinite period of time. But does this really come down then at some point, one of the key elements to overcoming this is just a basic trust in God to to see us through. I mean, when I look at the amount of things that I have feared that they would turn out X, Y, Z, I've got a poor batting average. I really do. It, very few times does it turn out as bad as I think. <laughs> yeah. yes. But yet I keep 
if I'm not careful, yeah. that neurological pathway, I'm back there again going, oh, my God, it's going to be bad. This, this time it is going to be bad. Yeah. Yep. And and if, if I had as poor success rate in other things, I would quit them. That's it. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I, but I keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, if you if people listening were saying, well, okay, I know trusting God, but I need something concrete. Well, then I would challenge if you need something really concrete to t walk you through this, I would challenge you. Oh, write down your fears or write mm -hmm. down thoughts that mm -hmm. keep occurring mm -hmm. over and over and write each one at the top of a page. And then underneath of that, write all of the most amazing possibilities that could potentially happen. Just write them all out. Oh, that's and good. these are all of the great things that could happen. And I mean, leave nothing off the table. Write down the, you know, the craziest, most yeah. amazing thing you could think of. And just start looking at those. If you keep thinking one fear over and over, write all the best things down. And then, you know, this is what could happen yeah. this is what could happen and even if something so not so great happens i am learning i'm going to learn something through this so that something even better can happen why could jesus not do miracles in nazareth so huh. something better because no. they didn't believe yep. yeah that's true we have a believing problem because we catastrophic think everything like <sighs> we got to believe bigger yes well, yeah, and you were just saying that I was thinking of, of another character, Joseph, where he could look back at what happened to him and said they meant it for evil, right? Yes. He learned to think That's about it, it uh, from the positive, even the negative things that happened to him, right? Mm. Yep. And mm. so true. Thought patterns are so crucial. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think part of that too, which this is a rabbit trail we will cannot go down but sometimes our 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 measure of success Yo. is so carnal <laughs> carnal based and worldly based that if we're defining what's actually a best possibility and it's it's actually successful in god's eyes because mm. it's positioned us toward our purpose that yeah, god is right, taking us toward right. just like if That's jesus good. hadn't been betrayed he, he would have never would have never been propelled toward his purpose. 100%. And so that has a lot to do with it. Uh, I think it has more to do with it than what we even realize it has to do with it. Yes, 100%. I've, I've, said, right, I've said this before, and it's worthy of an episode at some point. Maybe we could do it together. But I think the un unanswered prayers play as much a role at getting oh. us towards our purpose as answered prayers do. Oh, that's it. Oh, yes. And then there's going to be prayers you're going to regret praying. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's a sermon I'm working on right now. It's like prayers I regret praying. Yeah. Because you say, God, I need you to do this, and it does not look like we thought it should look. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it. Man. Rabbit, another rabbit trail. Hey, this is good for part one. This, this has gone good. Yeah. Man, this has yes. really set us up for a while. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. great. Yes. Oh, that's Man. Biblos people just helping y'all out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we appreciate it. Help a brother out. Come on. I love it. I love it. This has been incredible. Do you have anything in closing that you would like to um, con convey to our audience as we wrap up our discussion today? Yeah, I think I would just say just really quickly that if you are listening to this and you're thinking, man, you know, I really have been in a, a negative thought pattern and I really do want to change. Don't be don't be discouraged. Mm -hmm. It will take some practice overnight. You're not all of a sudden going to be the most mm -hmm. positive thinker and the most, sure. uh, mm -hmm. you know, just like everything's wonderful thinker yes. and, and that's okay it's a process of of really paying attention and searching out scripture and what does what is what is jesus telling us what is the word of god saying and really practicing over time and the, mm. the discipline it boils down to discipline of i'm going to change these thoughts and over time it is just going to become who I am, that I'm going to think the best for what God has for me. That's good. Wow. Pastor Grizzle. Buy a notebook, buy a pen, put it in your pocket, put it in your purse, 
and every thought that comes to your mind, if it is negative, challenge it. Start today and do it for a month mm. and see how much better you think. Just try it for 30 days. Yeah. And uh, there's no how money back guarantee, but you need to, so we'll set down, write down the thought mm-hmm. and then write down, is this true? Hmm. And if it is true, what can happen? If it's not true, why do I believe it as strongly as I do? And then what yes. is true of this situation? Mm. So, so true, yes or no. If it's true, why is it true? And what could happen? So true, why, what? And then if it's not true, what is the truth? Why do I think this way? What, what can happen? And if you really want to get froggy with it, show someone that you're close to and connected with and that's spiritual, show them that notebook and get their mm. feedback on your thoughts and let someone them tell you, you, let them tell you, you know, I think this is why you might be thinking this or, yeah. you know, let me share this perspective with you. Yep. It'll, it'll revolutionize your thoughts. Yep. Mm. Th- this last three minutes right there, that, yeah. that's, that's, um, they can, they can send a donation to your, uh, <laughs> We're going to send them all to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Oh, my word. It's so true, though. All right. Guys, this has been incredible. So good. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Wow. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. So we, we are going to do this again, but we need to hear from you if you want to hear from Pastor and Sister Grizzle again on Kingdom Speak. We think, how about that? Mm. We already know what you're going <laughs> to say. Thank you for joining us today on Kingdom Speak. Thank you.